Hi, I'm Dave O'Neill. I'm Kitty Flanagan, and we're from the Sweet and Salty Roundabout, also known as The, the junkies. junkies. So please tune in. If you're listening to Ingredipedia with uh, Ben and Emily, you'll probably like our show. Yeah. We do. We talk about lollies, chips, chocolate. Yeah. They probably talk about better food than we oh, do. They've a better got some, class of food. They've got some great episodes here. I've yeah. just been having a bit of a listen. Very good. In fact, I'm going to steal some of the ideas. Anyway, whatever. If you need a sugary break, switch yeah. over to The Junkies. The Junkies, where you find all your podcasts. This podcast was produced on the lands of the Wurundjeri and Wadawurrung people, and we pay our respects to their elders past and present. Hi, you're listening to Ingridopedia, a food fight podcast, but instead of burgers and pies and vinegar, we <laughs> sling facts, uses, stories, and ephemera about a particular ingredient every episode. I'm Ben Birchall, and I'm joined by Emily Naismith. Hello, Em. Hello. My favourite use of vinegar is white anchovies. Yeah. It's absolutely the greatest thing that yep. is on the earth, and I would just like to thank Vinegar for that. Sadly, I haven't delved into white anchovies in the facts, but I recommend listeners delve into white anchovies in their own time. Okay. Hey, can I share something with you before we get into the facts? Yes. I didn't have time to kind of fit this into into my facts neatly, but uh, I picked up this little hack at a fish and chip shop once. Uh, Get yourself... A little orange juice bottle, a plastic orange juice bottle, like a kind of single serve one, and drink the orange juice, rinse it out, fill it with vinegar, white vinegar, get a knife, poke a little hole in the top to make a little slit. Yeah. And then you've got a ready-made picnic vinegar dispenser every time you go and have fish and chips somewhere. Mm. Because you just turn that upside down, give it a squeeze, and the vinegar shoots out. I would do that if I had vinegar on my fish and chips. I'm a lemon gal. <laughs> well, this is the vinegar episode, so yeah, could have just pretended. Probably <laughs> just pretend next time. Okay, cool. Let's talk about vinegar. Okay, Ben, what were you up to in the late '90s slash early 2000s? <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, supporting Green Day. I knew you'd say that. That was a free kick. Well, you're welcome. Thank you. Um, but food-wise, what were you up to? Oh, look, it was a lot of Jamie Oliver. Yeah. It was lots of Naked Chef cookbook. Yeah. It was a lot of lots of sm- smears across the plate. Uh, There's probably some focaccias. Yeah. Yeah, it was a Maybe good time. Maybe some sun-dried tomatoes. There was so, there was so much pumpkin. <laughs> yeah. Goat's cheese was just oh, yeah. everywhere. It was it was rocket. a wild t- yeah, rocket. <laughs> My God, just just scattered across mm. every all every those plate. things together in a horrifying meal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so I'm thinking about what you'd order, like when you go to a cafe or a pub, you get like a salad, a pizza, or a focaccia. When you, when you do that, two things are absolutely locked in as truth. Number one, it's coming on a white square plate. <laughs> yes. Number two, it's been drizzled with some kind of dark brown, sticky balsamic glaze mm-hmm. in a zigzag pattern right across the plate That's to the, the edges. Yep, it is. 
That's what I wanted to talk about today. The trend <laughs> slash plague of balsamic vinegar reductions okay. or balsamic glazes. Yep. Yep. Um, I was there. It happened. Yeah. <laughs> in my opinion, today in 2023, a zigzag balsamic glaze, you sometimes see them. They're not, they're not around very often. It's usually at a pub uh, yeah. outside of a major urban centre. Mm. And it's the mark of a dog shit pub or cafe. <laughs> um, and it's a sign that whatever you're about to bite into is going to be horrific. Mm-hmm. Um, so firstly, I wanted to find out where it came from slash who's to blame. And then I want to find out whether it's actually like the balsamic glaze is bad in and of itself or whether it's just because it's the food that's just, underneath and it. And it's, it's been misused. Yeah. Like tainted by association. Yeah. Um, so history-wise, it started in the 80s, but it became ubiquitous in Britain in the 90s, according to Prospect that magazine. That sounds like a British thing. Mm, Italian so food much. was big. Yes. Pubs were becoming gastro pubs. Yes. And trying to copy the kind of cuisine, apparently, of the Amalfi Coast and Provence. And then, as you mentioned, Ben, there's also Jamie Oliver, mm. my king. Um <laughs> Side note, I already know. I know you know. In the early 2000s, I saw Jamie Oliver live as a little tween and I loved him. You still have the t shirt. Yeah. Kiss me on the cheek. Um, But I. Wait, didn't you work at 15 Restaurant as well? Yeah, I went there. That was my first fine dining experience. I thought you volunteered there or something. Oh, no, I didn't volunteer there. I just just ate ate their fried olives. Okay. (laughs) But. Jamie, I didn't know he was into balsamic glazes. Just thinking back, I don't think of Jamie and balsamic glazes. But, like, it makes sense now because at the time my mum also loved Jamie and everything she made at the time had balsamic vinegar involved. And I remember liking balsamic vinegar at the time. I remember being all about it. But then one day I was just like, too much. Got to stop. Hate it. Not on it anymore. So, does it actually taste bad? Haven't had it in a while. So I made some. So I bought some balsamic vinegar, which is something I've never purchased with my own money. Okay, no, I've always got it in the Really? Pantry. What do you use it for? Uh, you know what? It's actually pretty good to, uh, like salad dressings. You can no. still do a balsamic salad dressing. Not very often. I usually use like a red wine vinegar or something mm. or an apple cider vinegar. But like uh, I add it to my bolognese, like a little glug of that, a little sweetness, no. a little sharp. Um <laughs> What else? Sometimes it's just really good with some olive oil and and balsamic and bread. Like, well, I already knew you were stuck in the nineties, but that just confirms it. I guess. I guess it does. Um, okay, so all oh, you have to do to make glaze. a balsamic reduction is to put balsamic vinegar in a saucepan, simmer for like twenty minutes, and let it cool down to become sticky. A lot of recipes said to add sugar in varying quantities, but. You don't have to, so I didn't because I wanted to like to taste the pure balsamic yep, vinegar. But sure. I don't know if that's what pubs would have done. I don't know. Anyway, we'll taste it. We'll see what happens. All right. um, I don't have anything to squirt it in a zigzag, so you'll just have to go off a teaspoon. Okay. This is all right. Balsamic reduction. I mean, it's a lot on its own. It's a lot. I mean, I much prefer really- it. You know. Drizzled in a zigzag mm. over a, a stuffed um, chicken breast, <laughs> stuffed with um, sun-dried tomatoes and pesto. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but not unpleasant. Yeah, I like it more than I remember. Mm. 
I think it's because I didn't add sugar. Yeah. Like if it was too sweet, sometimes I it feel like the food. I feel like the pubs would have added mm. a whole heap of sugar and made it real syrupy. Yeah. That still has a real nice kind of acidic tartness to yeah. it. Well, I mean, should we bring it back? <laughs> I think that's what everything's pointing to. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, maybe I'll get my band back together. <laughs> And we'll do the balsamic <laughs> reduction tour mm. of some country pubs. Yeah, I'm sure people would be into that. <laughs> you heard it here first. <laughs> Emily, you know that vinegar is a cleaning agent. Yes. Um, I don't do a lot of cleaning, but I have heard of that. Yeah. <laughs> you don't do a lot of cleaning with vinegar or just not at all? No, just not in general. Just not just a cleaning not, fan? Not a hobby. Yeah. Somebody else in your household does it? <laughs> Yes. Um, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Good to know. <laughs> Thank you, Pat. Um, okay. So, uh, homesandgardens.com tells us that equal parts water in vinegar is good for cleaning windows, stoves, kettles, microwaves. It's pretty much just everything in a house. I don't, they, it's a listicle. They probably could have just put it all in, yeah. just clean everything <laughs> in the house. Floors, pots and pans, fridges. So, you can disinfect your fridge. Um, but because it has this sort of acid content in it, you know, household vinegar has got about 6% acetic acid. So it's the acid content that will break down greases and, and, and clean things. But there's one other thing that vinegar might be good for cleaning. Hmm. That, in your house? Well, hope, hopefully not in your house. Sometimes okay. maybe in your house. Uh, COVID. Okay. So <laughs> just clean the COVID out of your lungs. Clean well, not your lungs. <laughs> the, this isn't a kind of bleachy Donald Trump thing. Yeah. Um, but a, a, a study has come out. Um, the fun, findings of a study were published in PLOS One last month um, that suggests that acetic acid, the main component of vinegar, might actually inactivate SARS-CoV-2. So the team from the Tulane University School of Medicine in New Orleans have done this exhaustive study over years. Uh, and the the uh, the findings say, regarding mode of transition, the virus has been found to spread directly from infected persons to nearby contacts via large respiratory droplets and small aerosols. We know that it's spread yeah. by spread by breathing. In addition, indirect viral transmission through contaminated surfaces has also been reported. So, do you remember early COVID days? Were you like washing your groceries, yes. like spraying them with bleach, yeah, no, cleaning I, your doorknob. Yeah, yeah, we did in our household. Stuff, yeah. We were like cleaning the washing, like cleaning the shopping, yeah. cleaning the doorknobs, spraying everything with bleach. Well, according to this study, maybe bleach was the wrong thing to be using. The treatment of SARS-CoV-2 with 6% acetic acid caused significant alterations in viral morphology. Uh, including misshapen structures, reduced number of viral particles, and disorganized virion structure. So it basically broke down the viral particles. Uh, and 6% acetic acid is what is common in white distilled vinegar, household vinegar. So thus, and this is from the study, um, uh, the, well, it was actually reported uh, on news slash medical.net, so a, a kind of medical website. The findings support using vinegar as a disinfectant to eliminate SARS-CoV-2 from frequently touched surfaces and subsequently prevent indirect virus transmission. So don't be spraying it in your lungs. Mm. Don't be doing, don't be railing it off a toilet. <laughs> uh, it's, it's for indirect virus transmission from surfaces. Uh, maybe a little late, but yeah, apparently we should have been washing our shopping in vinegar all along. Mm. Make a salad while you're at it. <laughs> I wonder if balsamic works. 
Oh, I'll you've check. got to put it to use somehow. Cleaning's <laughs> the best use. <laughs> Then, what did you get from your canteen in high school? Half a pie and a roll. Um, <laughs> what? A, like a bread what roll. What are you talking about? <laughs> half, half a meat pie in a white buttered roll okay. with sauce. Okay. Obviously. A can I mean, of Schweppes obviously. Cola. <laughs> uh, probably some burger rings. Mm-hmm. Or you, some days I'd get a, um, a sausage roll in a, in a, in a roll. <laughs> I don't know why my school sold that, but they did. Maybe, yeah. Maybe you had no rolls at home or something. That, clearly not. Yeah. Um, that sounds like a very fun canteen. My canteen was appalling. No fun snacks, so I didn't really ever order anything. Mm-hmm. But I did love our vending machine, which was a kind of loophole, um, because that's where I could buy cans of Coke all the time. Uh-huh. Um, because I was obsessed with Coca-Cola. We, we didn't have a vending machine, tell you that much. Oh, they were probably weren't invented, I guess. <laughs> Ouch. Yep. Um, but yeah, loved Coke from the ages of 16 to 18. I still like it. I mean, I still love it, but don't have it as much. I had a ranking system for all the different ways to buy Coke. So glass bottle, God tier. God tier, yep. Agree. Can, elite. Yeah. Postmix Coke. Yeah. Amazing in a different way. Yeah. Plastic bottle, yeah. the worst. Worst. Yeah. Um, but still, you know, still drinkable, still pretty good. Um, so the day when I got my VCA results, uh, my mum was like proud of me or whatever. And so she got me. <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> was she proud of you? She was proud of me. Okay, good. Um, so she got me a 30-pack slab of Coke. Wow. Um, and I made like a huge dent in it, like not refrigerated, didn't care. <laughs> Um, and then later that night I went to the pub with my friends and like one drink in, it did not end well. Just too much Coke in the system. Um, Coca-Cola. Um, anyway, I do love Coke, but unfortunately I rarely drink Coke anymore because of the whole diabetes adjacent body I have. Um, but I do like Coke and I, when I hear about healthy alternatives to Coke, I'm interested and I'm keen to try it. Okay. So last year there was a trend on TikTok um, about a DIY healthy Coke. Okay, my Pilates instructor makes this drink almost like every day, I think she told me, and it's a healthy alternative to a Coke. And I am not joking you, it tastes just like a Coke and you're gonna think I'm insane. So do like a splash of balsamic vinegar with ice in a cup. And then take any sparkling beverage, like I'm picking LaCroix and it could be any flavor. This one's the guava, it's like the summer flavor. Okay, and now you're gonna mix it together. Okay, you mix it together and apparently it tastes like Coke. Okay, so balsamic vinegar, vinegar and LaCroix. Yeah. yeah, so I've got some, um, like it's Coke let's make it. Okay. And it's good for you. You guys should go try it out. Okay, so I've got two glasses with um, ice in it, and yeah. I'm going to pour in the balsamic vinegar against my. <laughs> <laughs> you've u- you've used wishes. quite a lot of that for somebody who doesn't like balsamic vinegar. This is all the reduction. Like I seriously oh, opened wow. it last night to make the reduction. It reduced so much. Can I take the rest of it home? I've got, some, some <laughs> I've got a whole lot bread that here. needs. <laughs> oh my god, gross! Um, and then I'm going to pour in this. This flavor is um, beach plum. Okay. 
they didn't have the guava. All right. Sorry, I've got to make the ratios. Sure. Because it's science. How is this going to work? All right. There you go. Thank you. Cheers. <laughs> I was supposed to give it a mix, but I don't oh. really think it needs it. <laughs> mm. It absolutely that, does not taste like Coke. That does not taste anything like Coke. <laughs> no, it tastes like... I mean, it's not unpleasant. Yeah, it's pretty good. Um, yeah, but it just tastes like peach, LaCroix, mm. and... La Croix and uh, yeah, and, uh, is that drink? Is that called a shrub? Is that the one that's like a vinegar drink? I know there's like yeah, Switchel, which I is think so. like, but then the shrub is like the um, alcoholic version. Maybe in my head, I picture fruit when I think about shrubs, but yeah, yeah maybe. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So whatever we can't, I kind of knew that wouldn't work. Mm. So. Yeah. Also, okay. we're not really adding anything new to the conversation with this. So, I want to work out if it works in another ideal Coke situation. Okay. Which is a Coke spider. <laughs> um, okay. And I love spiders so much. They were my number one childhood drink. I used to get them whenever we went to a cafe or pub or whatever. So, obviously, this is when you combine ice cream and a soft drink. Mm-hmm. But let's see if it works with this vinegar healthy Coke thing. So we'll put the ice cream in the glass. Balsamic vinegar, Coke, spider. Oh. Yeah. Oh, I just got a real vinegary bit. Like, oh. I mean, it's not bad. Yeah. But it's not. I mean, it's just the ice cream. (laughs) I actually don't mind the super acidic. It actually tastes really good with the ice cream because it's so sweet. Mm. I'm scared that it's making it taste like a balsamic reduction and I'm liking it (laughs) because of the added sugar. Yeah. I'm scared that it's going to be like eating our insides for the next week, but, you know, Mm. (laughs) that's cool too. It's really good. When you mix it up and get the vinegar the whole way through it. Yeah, it is actually really good. Mm. Yeah. I mean, healthier Coke spider. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah Yep Balsamic Fake Coke spider mm-hmm. Five stars Well let's just turn this into a proper party Emily <laughs> Yes We've got a pack of Smith's salt and vinegar chips Yum. here for you If you want to have oh, a Thank you a Salt and vinegar chip I do We've got another pack here I've got a pack of Salt and vinegar Oh best Tyrrells Salt and vinegar. Okay. Less, I reckon they're less vinegary. But, I mean, I haven't done a side-by-side taste test. Well, let's do a side-by-side taste test. This isn't the fact. This is just... Okay. They're similar. They're similar, actually. But, like, I'm eating them like I'm biting into a chip and having a small bit. Yeah. Usually, I would put the whole chip in Yeah, just like... But, and so, like, the salt and vinegar gets up into your sinuses. Yeah. And makes your, like, eyes water. Um... This is by the by, but did you ever have those uh, extra sachets of flavor? And were they around when you were a kid? No. For a while, I think it was Samboy did these chips where it was like ex- like an extra little plastic sachet, like a little baggie mm-hmm. of white powder, 
that just you would MSG. pour on it. And it was just, it was more salt and vinegar powder. Oh. It would absolutely wow. just clear out your sinuses <laughs> and just cut your gums up. And it was amazing. I need to bring that back. That is not what we're talking about today. We are talking about salt and vinegar chips. Mm. And uh, they weren't around in the Civil War. I think you'll be happy to know. Um, Salt and, and vinegar has been served with chips since the 1840s or thereabouts when fish and chips became a thing in the UK. So it's always been a flavour pairing, potato, grease, you know, the the acid of the vinegar cuts through. Mm. Everyone knows it's delicious. Um, but as a, as a chip flavour, um, they've only been around since the 1950s when an Irish brand called Tato's launched the first salt and vinegar flavoured crisp. Um, I want to ask you a question about these two packets I just opened. Mm. What is consistent with them? The colour pink. The colour pink. Uh, is that the correct colour is my question to you. Oh, I'm interested in this mm. because it's a bit of an internet can of worms. Words have colours. Okay. Okay. But I don't think I could ever disassociate pink from salt and vinegar. It's really hard for us to do that. But uh, people who move to Australia, particularly from the UK, cannot get their heads around pink salt and vinegar. Really? In the UK, salt and vinegar is blue, pale blue, no. except for one brand, no. Walkers, who use green, which is no, confusing that's because chicken. <laughs> green, well, no. Green is sour cream and chives. Oh, okay, that's, yeah, pale Or green. Cheese, and on, uh, cheese and onion. Um, and yeah, that's, that's a sort of pale green, but salt and vinegar is blue. Um, and this has caused a huge amount of debate. It was summed up really nicely in a 2020 article, uh, in Good Food by a writer named Ray Earle, uh, who's a UK, uh, a, a UK immigrant to Australia. Uh, the, the title is called Crisp Packet Colours Should Have an International Flavour Standard. Absolutely. <laughs> Um, it, it started with a tweet. This was Ray's tweet. Crisp packet colours should have an international flavour standard. In Australia, green means chicken. We all know that's insane. The UN needs a task force. Lives are being ruined. Wow. So where the anomaly? In the we world? well, I mean, that's what Ray is saying okay. because she's from the UK. Um, but um, and she goes on to write: We are currently living in a world divided by confusing savoury snack colours that cause disappointment, bewilderment, and confusion. As my tweet suggested, we must, as a priority, rectify this pandemonium <laughs> once and for all. She says, take Australia, for instance. It's practically feral. Who picked pink for salt and vinegar? In Russia, that logically denotes crab chips. In the UK, prawn cocktail. So okay. you've got people from the UK going to a vending machine and going, why is there like so many prawn cocktail chips around? I've never had prawn cocktail no, chips. I had, a, I had a bit of a look around this week. I couldn't find mm. any because sometimes there's, you know, the, the you know, your, your local supermarket has an international section. Mm. There was no, there was no prawn cocktail chips in there. Um, yeah, she says here, at least those sea creatures are pinkish. There was widespread agreement on social media that wherever possible, there should be an association between the flavour and the colour of packaging. Okay. So, I mean, I guess the question is where, like, salt and vinegar is not pink. No. In any way. Prawns are, mm. so that kind of makes yeah, sense. Yeah, but we don't really They're have also not blue, chips. though. Exactly. Um, and, like, what and are, kind what's of everything their would be. Brown? Well, the chicken's brown, which oh, okay. that makes sense. I guess. 
but then what colour would barbecue be? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, oh, so it's opening up a lot. It's opening up a can of worms. I will say that after um, Ray's tweet and her article, the UN did respond. <laughs> Somebody from the <laughs> As UN <a> priority. said, <laughs> just just said they're on it. That was the response. <laughs> okay. um, yeah, and she's uh, yeah she. She was very much uh, interested. She did agree with Brown for barbecue, thought Australia had it right on that. But I still say, I know it's wrong, but salt and vinegar is pink. It's absolutely pink. And I vehemently disagree with what she's saying, but I absolutely love her passion. Yeah, same. I reached out to Ray this week. I didn't hear back, but uh, we'll we'll follow up. We'll try and we'll try and get her on. Maybe we'll get her on a bite and have a chat. Yeah, just all chip flavor questions. Thank you, Ray. Ben, what's your favourite form of vinegar? I mean, balsamic. <laughs> okay. Obviously, <laughs> sorry. Yeah, my favourite band's my favourite band's live. Um, maybe Pearl Jam. Um, and my favourite. No, sorry. Um, uh, yeah, probably apple cider vinegar. Okay. Um, personally, I'm obsessed with Chinese black vinegar. Oh yeah. Oh. Okay. Um, in my eyes, it's the superior form of vinegar. Mm. Perfect level of like tangy and sour. There's like a bit of umami. It's a little bit sweet. Like it's more like some other vinegars, I feel like white vinegar and sometimes apple cider vinegar is just like just sour. Yeah. Um, but in this one, I don't know. There's a lot going on. So what makes it different from other vinegars is, do you know? Is it actually not vinegar? I think it's vinegar. I don't know. But it's made from <laughs> sticky rice. Aha. Uh-huh. Which is yep. delicious. So the so black one sense. is made from like sticky rice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but there are four types of Chinese black vinegar from different parts of China. Oh. But like the ma- I've only had one, like the most common one. Um, also called Qingyang, um vinegar. And it originated in the city of... Um, Zhenjiang in southern China. Um, and, yeah, it's the one that you can get from the supermarket with the yellow label. Anyway, my favourite way to use it is in a dumpling dipping sauce. Yes. With, um, like, mixed with light soy sauce and a bit of sesame oil. And that is very good to drink after you've finished all the dumplings. <laughs> yes. Seriously, do yeah. you do that? Yeah, of course. Good. <laughs> you can't not got drink. Oh, to really? drink without any dumplings. <laughs> it feels okay. It feels a little wrong without the dumplings, but sure. Let's let's uh, let's go for it. Okay, little <laughs> cup of. Here we go. Mm. Oh. Yeah, dumpling it's goodness. So good. Yeah, there's vinegar everywhere. <laughs> um, but other ways that I like to use it is like even just like stir frying cabbage. In Chinese black vinegar with soy sauce and sugar and salt and some corn flour. It's like so good. Apparently it can also be used for dressings and braises and soups and pickling. And I've never used it to pickle anything. Yeah. Um, I usually use white vinegar and apple cider vinegar. But I wanted to see if I could replace those vinegars with Chinese black vinegar to make something even more delicious. Mm. Um so, ever since the onion episode, I've been obsessed with pickled red onions. Thank you. Yep. Um, I usually make them with, yeah, white and apple cider vinegar. But this time, I replaced all the vinegars with only Chinese black vinegar. 
and then also like the maple syrup and the salt and the water. Um, and here they ah. are. You can't even see them. Yeah. <laughs> because this, the like are you in liquid there? is so dark. So you can taste them. Thank you. Yes, they're very dark. I mean, they're good. They're, they're different. Like yeah, they're different they're really to. different. Yeah, definitely. You're right. It has more of a, a rounder, less acidic, more mm. umami kind of vibe to it. But it's, it's really good. Yeah. Like, I really like the taste, but the thing is the colour doesn't look anywhere near as good as, like... No, because they're so fun because they're bright pink and... Yeah. Yeah. Um, So, I reckon next time I might use, like, half white vinegar, half Chinese black vinegar. Yeah. See what that looks like. Okay. Um, Have you been using them for the same things that you would normally use them for? Yeah, like tacos and rice bowls and stuff like that. Yeah. And they do the trick. Yeah. Yeah, they're good. Okay. You heard it here first. <laughs> All right. I want to talk about another. You've been talking about pickling with mm. vinegar. Do you poach your? Do you poach eggs at home? Not often, but yeah, sometimes I do. And when you poach eggs, what's your method? And more to the point, I'm, I don't know why. Like I'm pretending like I'm giving mm. something away because it's a vinegar episode. Do you use yeah. vinegar when you poach eggs? No, I don't. Okay. I know how to do that way where you swirl the water and crack it in, but it's just too hard, too fancy for me. Okay. Well, what what do you? I just do, do like the fry pan and um, get the egg rings and crack them into that like a shallow fry pan filled with water. Yeah. Okay. Boiling and then add and the then eggs. you poach them in the in the ring. Do you take the ring out before? Before it sets, because I find sometimes yeah. the the ring sticks and it's not really. I don't. It doesn't really stick. No. Okay. Well, that first method you spoke about is is how I poach eggs at home. You know, you mm. make a little whirlpool, add a little um, dash of vinegar to the water, try and get fresh eggs. You break them break them gently into the pan. You know, with almost the, the shell touching the water, mm. um, and <laughs> the white still. Sp- Disperses yeah. everywhere. It looks like a jellyfish exploded, I've and the poached like eggs are no good. Glad wrap or something. Yeah, yeah. I've tried the glad wrap one before. Yeah, it's just uh, it sticks to the glad wrap. It doesn't yeah, look any better. Seems um, but yeah, I've always added vinegar, and just digging around the internet, looking on some Reddit threads this week, um, I didn't realize it. Vinegar with, uh, you know, we often talk about foods. Foods we fight about. This mm. is a food fight podcast. Vinegar and poaching eggs is a very big, uh, it's a contentious mm. issue. So the case against, um, I've lost this Reddit user's name, but uh, he or she says, a frequent pitfall is that people get carried away with the amount of vinegar they put in, thinking it'll make the process easier. They just gradually add more and more vinegar subconsciously each time until the eggs are just always tasting sour and kind of rubbery, but still totally liquid yolk, which I've found like... As you as you're kind of doing multiple eggs, you know mm. you keep you keep adding it, you keep adding yeah, it, and okay. it does like you end up with a bit of a, a a kind of yeah vinegary egg, which is not that pleasant. Um, but uh, and then you know other people offer alternatives. This is a user Reddit user called Sailor Saint says use lemon juice instead of vinegar. The flavor will be better. Uh, nothing nothing like ordering poached eggs and it tasting like straight vinegar, whereas the lemon juice will be lighter and actually go better with hollandaise. Um, so that was another, another you know, suggestion. Other people are saying, don't bother. Like, just, just get really fresh eggs. Don't do the whirlpool. 
don't do the vinegar. Like it's all about um, letting your eggs get to room, room temperature because cold eggs will actually cool the water down and that will make the the whites. I mean, it's all about sort of binding the whites. It's all about having a neat mm. kind of package of, of egg, which is what I always have a problem with when I'm poaching at home is just the egg white swirls everywhere. Actually heard another really good tip, which was to break the egg into a, a really fine sieve and then the watery bit of the white goes away oh, and you've weird. just got the sort of more solid part of the white. The, all these methods sound like okay, but hands down the worst method is what my dad does. Okay. He poaches his eggs in the microwave. Yeah, in one of those egg poacher things. No. Oh, okay. not pen. <laughs> Sorry, because my mum does that. I, I, I don't you have You have a utensil for everything. <laughs> we use a um, coffee cup covered in glad wrap, okay? Yep. It does the job. Um, so a bit of water in the coffee cup. I think so. I don't know. I don't have anything to do with this because when I this is when I was in high school, moody, <laughs> like I was having my breakfast, and then Dad would have this like horrific smelling microwave egg that's like popped and exploded everywhere, and I'm like, get out of. Sorry, sorry, Dad, but. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, I don't do it that way. Okay. Um, but yeah, I, I was kind of reading the case for, reading the case against, reading alternatives and then i came across one this is a quite a viral video from epicurious it's got two million plus views yeah it's it's from six months old it's chef adrian cheatham and she basically just says lean into vinegar so i'll play you a little bit of of what she says. Working in restaurant kitchens, poaching dozens of eggs a day for brunch service, we had to find a way to make foolproof poached eggs. You can't waste time and you can't waste products. So the prep for this is super simple. All you're doing is combining vinegar and water and cracking eggs into it. In our solution, we use white distilled vinegar because it has a high level of acidity. For this size bowl, I'll probably use a cup of vinegar and a cup of water. Step two crack lay eggs. You can pull your eggs directly out of the refrigerator for this because as they sit in the liquid, they'll come up to room temperature. You can crack as many eggs as you want into your container. You just wanna make sure that they're not super duper crowded. So just every once in a while, maybe swirl your bowl a little bit just to make sure that the acid from the vinegar is getting the egg white all around. This is the fun part, it's like science. The acid in the vinegar is going to help set the outer layer of the egg white and it's gonna help tighten it up up just to make a teardrop shape. It's not cooking it, but it's denaturing the outer layer of proteins, so they're coagulating already. So when you put so it yeah, in water, that's that's the method is basically soaking raw eggs in a bowl of water and vinegar. So is it like partly cooking them? It's well, it's denaturing the proteins oh, sorry, apparently. Sorry, sorry. Um, so yeah, I I gave it a try last night. I I sat my eggs in a bowl with roughly, you know, half, half, half white vinegar and water. I left it for 10 minutes and I, I videoed my, my results. Um, Emily, I'll show you and maybe we can share this with, with some of the, uh, some of the listeners <laughs> as we go. Um, there you'll see my eggs after about 10 minutes, you can mm-hmm. see the, the whites have become yeah, started to get like a bit white. I don't white. like about this. Well, they look like look frog alien, eggs. Alien embryos or something. Yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> they're chicken embryos, so, you know. Yeah, um, yeah it, it's a bit weird. Uh, and then, yeah, scooped them up 
and drop them in. You scoop them up. Uh, with a ladle. Yeah. You get a little bit of the vinegar water. It doesn't really matter. And she says, don't whirlpool it because then you can only do one egg at a time. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, I had a little trouble scooping it up. It kind of looks gross, right? Yeah, it's looking like those little jellyfishes. Yeah. Wash up on the beach. So, and I've got my kind of slightly whitened white. I've got my egg. I'm honestly having a bit of trouble with the ladle. <laughs> and then it goes and I have trouble with my camera angle. Oh, wow. This will be good for TikTok. And then... <laughs> It didn't work. Oh. It was just an absolute disaster. Oh. Egg white went everywhere. I was so excited. She was talking with so much authority. She really talked it up. Um, yeah, look, I'll, I'll show you. I'll show you the finished product. Like, you know, they look like eggs, but yeah. they're definitely not. They're cooked. They're yeah. no better than no. swirling it. They're no better than. Yeah, I got really excited. Um, thank you, Adrian Cheatham. I'll try it again sometime, I guess. But yeah, I got I got pretty excited, and I thought I'll use more vinegar than less vinegar. <laughs> and in the end, it's just okay. I'm sure they tasted good. They're fine. Thanks. Okay, what do we talk about? I talked about I went on a bit of a rant about balsamic glaze, and then decided whether. It, was bad by association or bad by its of it in and of itself, and I reckon it's just bad by association. Yeah, it's great. Mm. All balsamic vinegar. I mean, it's is not great. great, but it's like okay. All balsamic vinegar <laughs> is great. Uh, what else did you talk about? Oh yeah, healthy coke spiders, which uh-huh. are delicious. <laughs> they were pretty good. Um, and then Chinese black vinegar and pickling. Okay, and I talked about uh, vinegar cleaning COVID. I talked about the colour of salt and vinegar chip packets or crisp packets, mm. should be pink. And I talked about poaching eggs with or without vinegar or with heaps of vinegar and just abject failure. Mm. So yeah, vote for whose facts you thought were most interesting on our Instagram and Greedopedia and we'll see you next time. Talk to you soon.